It's time for Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Now, here's Bart Scott and Dan Grossa. And welcome to another edition of Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Grossa, back with you once again, joined as always by my co-host. He is, of course, former New York Jet linebacker. It is Bart Scott. Bart, happy Victory Monday, my friend. How's things? Absolutely, man. Like I tell you, all we have to do is face this division leaders and we'll be good. We'll go undefeated. Give us the best teams. We will play down to our competition. Let us play up. That's it. Jets only have two wins so far this year, but there is probably two as good of wins as maybe any team has in the National Football League. Fun day in MetLife Stadium yesterday on Halloween. Certainly more treat than trick for the Jets and their fans. They walk out of the stadium with a 34-31 triumph over the first place, Cincinnati Bengals, a game, Bart, and there's so many things to unpack from this football game, but when you boil down to the fourth quarter, they were down by two scores with about seven and a half minutes left in that football game. They were the only team this year in the National Football League to erase a two-score deficit in the last five minutes of a football game. The Jets are the first, and they get a victory over the Bengals. We have to give a, a lot of credit to this defense who continued to fight, made the Bengals one-dimensional. You talk about holding Joe Mixon down. You talk about standing up on their toes early in the, in, in the in the game. You know, Elijah Moore, tremendous hustle on a turnover. You know, and you know, and as long as there's a blade of grass in between them and the in the end zone, you know, they're not in to their end. And the defense stood up. And I thought, you know, the team did a great job. Even though they had the three turnovers, the fact that they were able to just stick together and finally play a complimentary game of football. You talk about the reason why that defense was able to still have some gas left in the tank late in the game is the fact that they didn't have to play a lot of snaps in the first quarter, something that had plagued them the entire season. The fact that the team methodically moved the ball down the field, they kind of took what the defense gave them. And you look up, right, 10 yards, 15 yards, you know, five yards. And all that adds up to almost 511 yards of total offense. You got to tip your hat to LaFleur. Maybe he'll never, ever come to the sidelines again. But the fact that, you know, you have to take your hat off to two guys, to me, Michael Carter, and you have to take your, your, your hat off to Mike White, you know, in a debut to, to, to be put in the same class with some of the names that he's put in with, Benny Testaverde, Steve Young, you know, all the, all the things. He deserves all that he gets today. And on a short week, what I like about it, can't bask in it too much because you have a affordable opponent coming on Thursday. So that's the good part about it. They can enjoy it. And finally they can say, you know what? The things that we've been doing and been preaching finally now solid can walk in there with his chest out high and say, listen, this is what it looks like when we play together. We can beat anybody because that one of the hottest teams in all of football was the Cincinnati Bengals. No doubt about it, and especially what they had done the past two weeks and winning two straight games on the road by an average margin of victory, something like 23 points, and doing it against a good Baltimore Ravens team just last week here. Yeah. Tremendous victory by the Jets. You said it. I mean, consistently on offense, all four quarters, they never let up. They rolled out over 500 yards of total offense. It was a game of first on a lot of levels. It was the first points they scored in the first quarter all season. They get the first interception on the defensive side of the ball. Who had Jack <laughs> Lawson? Who had Jack Lawson in the offense? pool getting the first interception but that play in the fourth quarter helped engineer the comeback and yeah let's just get right to it here let's not bury the lead any further Mike White his first NFL start you ran off some names there Bart the only guy to throw for more yards than Mike White did in his first ever start was Cam Newton about 10 years ago there what this guy did I don't know if anybody saw it coming but hey the Jets are better off for it 
Well, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And, you know, I think Siler really, you know, hit the nail on the head when he talked about the difference between player A and player Z. It's opportunity. And now Mike White's going to get opportunity. You know, he's already been named the starter for, for Thursday. You know, the Jets have some decisions to make, right? You talk about the trade deadline, you know, what's going on. But right now it's all about, you know, making sure that you can handle the Colts and, and take care of business with the Colts. And then you look at you can be streaking. And if you're three and five, you're right there with everybody, right? If you're able to play like this defense, I thought it was tremendous to have CJ Mosley back. The fact that you saw all those screens, you know, finally they hit them, you know, retrace your steps and they, they, they closed that down. And really the Bengals were really leaning on that because that was their go-to plays. I thought the defensive line played great. And Mike and, and, and Robert Salas said, Kosalas said, hey, we're going to go as far as our defensive line. And yesterday, you know, yep. to see Zaniga, you know, come out and be able to provide some 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 sauce, you know, to, to, to look at the rotation and the depth. And in your mind, you're envisioning, man, one day Carl Lawson's going to be in this mix with all these hungry young players that are really starting to mature right before our eyes. You know, I can't tip my hat off enough to the corners, right? And 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 the Carters and the Echoes and and you know everybody out there that you talk about Jamar Chase, man, this dude's on mm-hmm. pace for a thousand yards by the bye week. And like you talk about to hold him to three catches to hold, you know, hold a running game down defensively. That's what we have been waiting for and being put in inopportune times, just being able to answer the bell. Now, is it perfect? It never is. But what you love is the resiliency from this team and the fact that they're able to be able to get everything done. It's amazing. No doubt about it. And still 10 more opportunities to pick up wins here for this New York Jets team. But let's go back again and revisit the performance of Mike White, the quarterback. After the game, he caught up with Jets play-by-play voice Bob Bushusen. Mike White, explain what we just saw. Oh, what we saw was a group of guys that just fought their tails off. I mean, just from the beginning to end, the adversity we faced early and our defense picking us up. And then in the second half, offense picking defense up, and then defense made an unbelievable play, and we were able to capitalize on it. It was just a complete group effort. And I think that was, that was the coolest part of it, is, is it wasn't one guy or one side of the ball. It was, a, it was a full team effort. It's great to say that, and you're awesome for giving all of your teammates as much credit as you did. But you're going to be the story out of this game, a 400-yard performance in your first ever start. Why did you look so comfortable right from the start? We probably expect a quarterback would settle into the game. You looked like the same guy on the first drive that you did on the last drive. Explain that. I think it just goes into preparation and and trusting the plan we put together, that that Coach LaFleur put together, and and trusting the guys around us to execute. We had a great three days of practice. Guys were on their stuff, walkthroughs towards the end of the week. It was smooth and and I think it's just like, I mean, I hate to say it, but I can't do it by myself. I mean, they got to catch. They got to break tackles. I mean, Ty Johnson, the touchdown he scored. I mean, Braxton Berrios, the unbelievable catch. And Tyler Croft getting open versus man on the third one. I mean, I'm only, I, I only deliver the ball. And so it's just it's, it's an awesome feeling going into that locker room and, and hugging those guys and, and realizing getting a game ball for my first win, it was indescribable. And the mood in this locker room. I mean, I'm hearing it sounds like New Year's Eve on the other side of these doors. So what do you think it meant to this team? This was a game you, you're making your first ever start. This is a team that you're placing, uh, facing today that was fighting it out for a division title, it looks like. No one saw this win coming. What does it mean to you, but also this whole group? I think that's what makes it that much sweeter is, is there are about 70-plus guys that did, that did see this coming, and they were in that locker room, and that's what that celebration is, is, is the confirmation that we, we believed it beforehand, and we went out there and we did it. We overcame adversity. It wasn't a smooth win, even down to the last drive. I mean, it was, 
it was it was an awesome, awesome, awesome win. Congratulations. Thank you so much. All right, thanks a lot, Bob, and thanks a lot, Mike. And remember, Jets fans, you can watch Inside the Jets through the Jets app presented by Fubo Sportsbook. Go to the App Store or Google Play right now and search official New York Jets. You know, when you look at this offense, Bart, and we had talked about it, you know, a little bit earlier, just getting so many guys incorporated into the mix. I think there were 10 different players that caught passes from Mike White yesterday. It just goes to show you there is a lot of ability. There is a lot of talent on this team, and maybe it just hasn't been tapped yet, but still 10 more games to go. Possibilities are endless. Well, you talk about, you know, the possibilities for this team and this defense. You know, um, you talk about this offense as well. You talk about being able to get guys involved into the game plan. You talk about, you know, the ball going where the defense uh, dictates for it to go. And I thought White did a great job, and he did it the week before against the Patriots, but the turnovers, you know, um, you know, derailed a lot of the, the, the uh, drives. You talk about, you know, he steps back. You know, he's not afraid to give the ball. You talk about 160 yards of productivity came from the running back position. That's not anything about dropping back and reading the coverages. It's like going back, seeing guys covered, give it to your playmaker, allow them to do the work. And that's what we've been preaching for Zach Wilson to do is to give his guys a chance. And you saw White stay calm in the pocket the entire time. He stayed in the pocket, no scrambling. You know, and that offensive line looked tremendous because they knew exactly where the quarterback was going to be. He was going to be making his decisions from within the pocket, and he was able to make you know great decisions. And I love the way that you know LaFleur was able to add some tricks to the trade, you know, Philly special, and keep yep. teams on, on, on their toes. And you talk about the commitment to the run as well. Ty Johnson, I think, you know, coming in as a complimentary back, you know, being able to close the game out, you know, being able to be physical, you know, run through some tackles, get some much-needed first downs. I think it was key. And listen, this game, the best thing that you can ever do is have a tough game and make mistakes but have the victory because you talk about Carter, you know, thinking that he had got the first down just a little bit short, right? And those are the things that have come. But you you feel so much better when you're able to learn on the fly and, you know, you talk about this young core, this young nucleus. They have some good, tremendous players. It was unfortunate that Fat, you know, got injured. Let's see if Makai Bacton can be able to make his debut on a short week. I know he's been chopping at the bit to come back. And listen, Mims, everybody was included into the game plan. Yeah, and I like that because what happens is when you have a lot of weapons or you go to everybody, it's hard for defenses to really put game plans together to take something away. Now, when Corey Davis comes back, he's going to have to find a way to still be able to distribute the ball to everybody. That way it makes your team so much more harder to defend because everybody's included in it. You know, you said the word game plan, and I, and I talked about this yesterday on the pregame show, as a matter of fact. We saw Mike White come off the bench in the New England game, and he distinguished himself pretty well, right? He was poised. He looked like he belonged. He didn't look flustered. Okay, but he came off playing as a quarterback that the Patriots weren't expecting to see on the field. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, going into that game against Cincinnati, the Bengals knew that Mike White was starting. They had yeah. an entire week to game plan for Mike White. They had film on Mike White for two and a half quarters in the New England game. And the fact that he still went out there and played as well as he did, that to me is even extra impressive. I mean, you talk about, right, understanding who the, the opponent was, understanding that this wasn't a team that was going to give you a lot of different looks, different schemes. They're going to line up in their two shell, their cover three shell, and they're going to have four man rushing. And listen, I think you know, LaFleur had a tremendous game plan of how to take advantage of. You saw a lot of whams, a lot of woes, a lot of quick hitting plays. And when they sink, sunk down and switched their defense up to a three, four, that's where the zone and the stretch plays came in because that's where the advantage 
defense. So I think Mike White did a tremendous job in understanding the game plan, but understanding the defense and what they were going to get. They were going to get linebackers dropping deep into their zones, and the check down was going to be right there. Right, and I feel like he rushed a couple of throws, right, to throw off of Carter's head, not understanding that he had, you know, ran into some trash on the checkout. You know, and, and, and those are things that you can you know, you can get back. But understanding how to attack the defense is half the battle. Now, this week they're going to have a similar opponent that's going to line up and just going to play with tremendous depth and, you know, maybe a little bit more aggressiveness and, and blitzing, but not too much. This is Inside the Jets, brought to you by Selective Insurance. Be uniquely insured. Now, when we come back on the show, we're going to be joined by Jets standout linebacker C.J. Mosley as the team gets set to take on the Colts on Thursday night. This is Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. And welcome back to Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Grasso alongside Bart Scott. It's time now for our player guest segment, also brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And he is Jets linebacker, fresh off a 10-tackle performance in the win over the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. It is C.J. Mosley. C.J., Dan Grasso, Bart Scott, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I tell you what, man, I don't know where to start, man. There's so many different layers to this to this victory. But, you know, just one, how did you guys get it done defensively and how good did it feel to watch the offense be able to move the ball and put points on the board so that you guys can rest and actually be fans? Right. Um, honestly, at the end of the day, we got to stop when we needed to. Um, in the games that – in the close games that we lost, um, is, there's always been some time in the moment, third, fourth quarter, two minute, where the defense needed a big play, needed a stop. And we weren't able to get that. And, you know, yesterday we were able to get that big stop that we needed. Um, lost him with the, the beautiful interception. Um, you know, us coming back out again, um, getting, a, getting a stop on third down, let our offense go out there and take the knee for the victory. So um, we stepped up when we really needed to. So that was big for us. Well, you know what they say. They say fatigue makes cowards of us all. But I just think the fact that the offense was able to just control the time of possession, you guys still had gas in the tank to be able to still be, you know, high percentage decision makers when it came down to those periods. Because you look at, you know, Zaniga comes off, you know, you look at Lawson, you guys had your full complement of, of of rotational players on the defensive side. So right. you guys kept kept them under burrow under pressure the entire game. Yeah, um, you know, it was a it was a great team win. Um, you always talk about complimentary football, and that was the definition of it. That was the formula of it. The, the, from the start of the game, the offense going out, taking the ball down the field, you know, making plays here and there, not not forcing it, um, keeping the clock moving, and scoring the touchdown. You know, and us coming off and you know just playing playing good football, and you know, a lot of credit to our special teams as well, controlling the um, the field, um, making making plays on punt team and kickoff. You know those guys down the 20, 25 yard line, you know, that played a big part as well. So it was a great um, collective team win. Collective team win, complimentary football, all those terms, CJ. And when you look at the offense and all the yardage and all the points they were able to roll up, certainly the best performance of the season. <laughs> and Mike White coming off the bench to make that start yesterday, his first career start, maybe a surprise to the outside world, but to you guys in that locker room, this really didn't take a lot of you by surprise. What has Mike White shown you guys on the practice field behind closed doors that you all were confident in his ability to go out there and get the job done yesterday? Uh, well, you just the way he approached approaches um, his job every day, you know, show, showed in his in his first start um, when he when he's you know showing scout scout team reps, um, making plays, throwing the ball. He's throwing it with confidence when he's when he's coming in. Um, after Zach on a on a one offense, you know he's showing confidence. We throw the ball. He's moving in the pocket. He's making he's making big throws. He has a good arm. So those those throws and stuff that we saw yesterday, you know we've been seeing that all year. So um, this this 
one thing about this, you know, about this this um, team, about this league, you know, when when the opportunity presents itself, when you work when you work and do the right things, you know, you're gonna shine when the moment comes. And um, he definitely did that. So, man, a lot of respect for him for stepping up and carrying us and leading us to that to this big victory. And um, we got to just got to keep rolling. So, because this week is all about mental preparation. You know, we we're physically we're physically able and ready, you know, to be on the football field to battle. But um, we definitely got to make sure we're in our playbook. And you know, because the, the game plan's not going to change too much on the short week. So, uh, it's a lot of mental preparation for this week for the scene. I mean, you talk about Mike White and how decisive he was. Back foot hit hit the ground, and he was making a decision with the football. And the beneficiary of that a lot of times was Michael Carter, right? Who put you know together his best uh, game as as a pro. But you know, me and you, we've gone against a lot of running backs. Who does he remind you of? Because to me, he reminds me of Amar Bradshaw. Like everybody thinks they're going to blow him up. He's like a little pocket Hercules, little mighty mouse yeah. under there. How impressed were you with him? And and what makes him so difficult to bring down? He got a little Jones Drew in him, if you think about it. You know, short, stocky, he got those strong legs. You know, you think somebody's going to get him down off the one tackle, but I mean, he always finds a way to get more yards. Um, that that first the first contact, he's he's getting yards. So, um, you know, when we, we, I joked around with him. It was either in camp or springtime. You know, he didn't want to do one of the stretches for warm-up. And it was like, man, once you get 150 all-purpose yard, then, you know, then you can talk about you, you know, not doing, a, doing something so – what the seventh game in, he he already racked up 150. So I mean, he he's he's a valuable asset. You no, know? he he worked hard to get to where he is, and he's proven it. So you know, um, and he's a young leader. You know, what, what some people don't know that or not. You know, he, you always see him, you know, joking and stuff on uh, social media. But you know, he's coming up. He's came up to me multiple occasions. You know, asking you know how to lead, how he can help the offense, how he can help the team. So you want you want to see that in your young guys. And when he's producing on the field and has that mindset off the field. You know that's that's good for that side of the room, uh, for his for his uh, individual room, and for this team because you know our core guys, our young guys like him, are going to be the reason we we turn this thing around. That's crazy, right? Because Deion Sanders, you say all the time, you never saw a cheetah stretch. You know what I mean? But that was prime time. I didn't know that that Michael Carter yeah. had something in common with prime. But when you yeah. think about it, being on a short week, such a short week. Does that really help you guys? Because the, the city of New York, we know, like, we, you see what happening with the Knicks. You win two games, they parade yeah. like they're, they, they're going to the championship. You know, <laughs> does the short week help you guys kind of stay focused? Because you understand that, listen, you know, the Colts are coming off a, talk, a tough loss. You know, they, they might – yeah, Overtime. they, they, they yeah. may feel like they have an opportunity to get back in this thing because I don't know if you heard the news about Derrick Henry potentially being out for the season – you know, that changes that team dramatically. So the Colts may, you know, play with desperation because they know if they lose one more, they may be out. Does the short week help you guys focus so you guys don't get all these pats on the back? Um, I was I would say the the outside noise really won't affect us, whether it's a short week or not. But I think it does help us keep our game plan simple. Um, we saw we saw what works for our team in this game. So I think it's gonna be good for us to, you know, really, really dive into what benefits our what benefits our football team? Uh, what 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 benefits our offense? What what gets them going? What gets our defense in the right position to line up and just play football? And um, what what can we do on special team to create explosive play or get a turnover? And I think with just short we we not we won't have to worry about all right we got a game plan for this 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 uh, we can just go off what we did really well in this game and what we did well in the past. Obviously, add a few hit nicks there for our new opponent and go from there and at the end of the day line up and play football so that's what it's all about
Now, listen, I know you're a modest guy. I know this. I know you're a modest guy. First of all, you coming back, it seemed like you guys had five or six screen periods or something because y'all was on point on your screen. You're like, we're not getting beat by a damn yeah. screen again. But I know Thursday night, prime time, I think a lot of people have forgot what a great football player you were. Since you've been gone, Warner's been linked with being the best middle linebacker. Leonard's been linked. Is this an opportunity for you to remind the world? Not remind yourself, because, listen, we know who you are. But you, listen, those guys are new to this. You've been true to this. You've been playing at a high level for a long time. And I think because you bowed out for a second, you know, you missed a year last year for COVID and you had the injury. Dudes Mm -hmm. ain't been putting the type of respect on your name that is deserved when they say CJ 57, 357 Mosley. Is it a little bit in your mind? That you gonna like remind you want to remind people what time it is and who the best middle linebacker is in this game. I know you're modest, but yeah. I gotta ask the question. I gotta ask the question because you know how competitive linebackers yeah. are. Yeah. Oh man, it's, see what he's getting at, CJ. Uh, re- <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell? Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, but um, you know, it's these these past two years has been has been a blessing in disguise for me, honestly. Um, you know my. My younger days in Baltimore, you know, I had a great time. Um, you know, I always loved playing my brothers. I, you know, I still keep up with them. But I, I honestly feel like I'm a better football player now than I was at, at Baltimore. Um, obviously, you get better with age. You see more things. You learn more things. Um, and I think I'm a better leader. Um, so back to your question. But the, the the game is the game is young, and we all know this, you know. And the, the linebackers that are in this league are playing at a high level, making plays. But um, I, I always just been a guy that you know I, I do all my talking on the field. Like when you put okay, on the field, but are you are, are you, you not on the, film, the best you middle linebacker the film, in the game? When you put on the film, that it'll answer your question. That's all I can say. Well, what if I don't have access to a film and all I got oh. is be able to ask you, you the best middle damn linebacker is in the game? You better record a TV copy of the game. Bro. Oh, man. That's it. DVR. Okay. 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 I want to be a little, pi- I be a little pistol star, but I let the resume <laughs> speak for itself. Four-time Pro Bowler, correct? All right. Let us it, let it speak. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'll let you off the hook that time. All right. I'll let you off the hook. I'll do, I'll do, listen, I'll be the little fire star. I'll be Flavor Flav. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be the I'll be your hype man. Don't worry, I'll talk that talk for you now. I know. Hey, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> Gonna get the Pro Bowl campaign going now already, now that we're in November. Let's start it up. Let's churn it No, going. we done with Pro Bowls. See? We all pros, baby. We ain't about that. Oh, yeah. all all pro pro we about that all pro. All pro, all all pro in and pro bowl. Well, I mean, no, no, nobody nobody wants to go to Disney World. Like you can do that yourself. Until they bring the Hawaii back, nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. CJ, hang tight. We got to get a quick break in here. More with CJ Mosley on Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. And welcome back to Inside the Jets. And our player guest segment is brought to you by EY, building a better working world. Dan Gross and Bart Scott joined by Jet linebacker CJ Mosley. You guys were coming off a game last week in New England. You didn't play because of injury, but it was a rough one. You know, you guys, in a sense, a lot of players felt they got embarrassed in that game up in Foxborough. How much was that a talking point in the locker room all week leading up to this Cincinnati game in the sense that you wanted to get out there and show the world that that wasn't the real New York Jets team that went up to play the Patriots last week? Um, honestly, after Monday, we didn't talk about it anymore. Uh, we, we came in and watched the film. Uh, we judged ourselves real hard. We criticized ourselves on you know what we needed to do to execute. And we saw what what losing football looked like. You know, we, we didn't execute well. We, the op- 
our plays that we call all the time, we weren't executing, executing. We weren't looking at looking at the right things. So um, this week, you know, it was all about you know our details and and you know us versus us, you know, you versus you. Uh, like I said in the in our speech to the team for the for this game, because uh, at the end of the day, you got to line up and do your job better than the man that's across the ball from you. And we saw you saw signs of that in our in our game this past weekend. So we got to take that mentality, that mindset that. You know, when we get a call, when we when we line up and do our job, and we all do it together, the results will uh, affect affect for themselves. So, I think that game was was a real learning lesson. Um, I think that game really really showed what this team is about because we could we could have came we could came in this game you know still thinking about all right let's let's not let what we did last week happen let's let's play you know let's play normal football but you know we came out and. And then miss a beat. You know, we came out confident, and we, we really wanted. Honestly, in my opinion, I think we really wanted to prove like what this team is really about. And I think you know our, our young guys are really starting to starting to see that and feel that. And once you get wins the way we where we got the win this past weekend, you know, you really you really can start believing in you know our process and what we're trying to do and the culture that we're trying to build here. Now you've been that young guy a lot, right? You've been that young guy before on on a great defense around great players, and now you are that great player surrounded by young young players. How do you keep them grounded? But also, how impressed have you been with the secondary? And not and not particularly because we expect Marcus May to be who he is, right? We mm-hmm. understand his resume, but I'm talking about these young corners because Jamar Chase, you know, took our boy Humphreys, you know, you know, to the woodshed last weekend yeah. and almost went for 300. But then for you guys to hold him to three. Uh, reception just today and these guys were competing it's not like you know he was like you know doubled all the time a lot of times he was on that island man to man and and yeah he got a touchdown but you know these guys are really competing at a high level you know a lot of people questioned this defense early in the in the season and in the offseason about hey they need to get some veteran corners in there how impressed are you with these young corners and their ability to compete and always continue to step up and be a non-issue uh well besides them actually like making plays and you know Really showing who they who they are with the not having the experience. Um, I'm also impressed with you know how they bounce back. You know when you when you, when you see a, them get make a catch down the field, give up a play. Um, they they're not obviously showing frustration. They want to make the play, but they're not on the sideline. You know going by themselves. They're not on the sideline moping or pointing fingers or you know not not thinking about the next play. Um, when when they when something happens or something don't go their way, they. They next play, they're ready. They're ready to go, and um, that's what I that's what I love and respect most about you know about our whole young court rookies and you know, first, first, second, third year, third year, fourth year guys. Because um, you think about it, those that's the majority of every football team. You know the those those guys in the middle. There's always gonna be a few vets here and there, um, and the rookies that's gonna stand out and do their job. But you know that the core the core group that's that's really the foundation of your football team. And um, I've been I've been saying this since since OTA since training camp, man. I, I I really believe in our in our core and our young guys. And um, you know, once they once they believe in themselves and they really and they really want to change this program around, we, we're gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun in, in the coming years. And um, and I think this past game, I hope gave them the belief and gave them the sight of you know when you when you come ready to play. You know, we can play with any team that, that we step across, no matter no matter who it is and no matter what they have, because they get paid just like we get paid. They got a job like we have one. And when you have the right mindset that you're coming to be a champion every day, that you come to win a football game, win a division, win a conference and a Super Bowl every day, you're going to see those changes. 
And you know now that, okay, you have a big win under your belt and good teams string <clears throat> wins together. That's how you establish yeah. that consistency. That's how you become a good team. A few weeks ago, you guys had a big win over Tennessee and then you followed it up with a couple of losses. Do you draw back on maybe some of the mistakes over the last couple of weeks when you didn't walk off the field victorious to not let that happen again, now trying to build off this big victory over Cincinnati? Um, I don't I don't think you draw back. I think you keep going forward. You go you build out this momentum that that we've created. And like you said, the good teams find a way to, to win games, um, win games back to back, win games in a row. So that's that's what we have to do this weekend. Um, I mean, we can't help that it's a Thursday night game and it's a quick turnaround. Um, you know, good teams don't make excuses. They just go do it. And we just have to go do it some kind of way as long as we come back with a win. Hey, take us in the locker room after the win because, you know, you talk about Salah, you know, he's, he's faced his first bump and in, in, in realizing what it's like to be in this media market. But I tell you what, when I looked at him at the sideline, man, I thought I was looking at Homer Simpson with that, like, stress beard he got going on, man. Is, is, he, is he able to cut the stress beard now, Max? He was looking like Homer you know what? yesterday. What's Homer up, Simpson. Usually it looked like Homer it was a shadow. Simpson. It looked like no hair follicles that came out. It just turned black. Usually um, he, he cuts it, like, because I noticed it during the, like, during the week he'll have a five o'clock shadow in the morning, but when practice comes, it's shaved. So, you know, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's just, you see, I'm all, I'm all ruffled up. So when you're in the season, you hunting, you got your head down, you just got to go to work. You ain't got time to shave and look pretty. You just got to go get dirty and play ball. It's so like, I, Jesse, I like it. It's hey, like we, Jesse the body. We want to know with the beard. We want to know with the beard. So you might need to keep it. Let's keep yeah, it that's what I'm saying. So I might have to keep it. It's going to get uncomfortable. No shade, man. You hey, know, no shade. No Let's see where it can go. Yeah, you know how those stages of the beers go, man. Like right now, it's cool, but once yeah, one, a yeah. couple more days, it's gonna curl start itching, man. Don't keep it locked up. <laughs> it's almost like uh Jesse Body Ventura and Predator ain't got time to breathe. Sala ain't yeah. got time to shave. We got we, we got work to do. We got work to do. CJ, CJ, you keep winning games. He's gonna have to keep the beard like the hockey players do in the playoffs. You keep yeah. growing that thing out. You know, superstition. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening with him. <laughs> no way. But, but last thing here, CJ, you know, again, you're playing a Colts team, which we know is capable. They've got some playmakers on both sides of the football, national TV, on the road, short week. You know, in terms of that quick turnaround, what is it going to take you over the next couple of days to make sure that your body is as close to 100% as possible to go out there and get ready to lay it on the line again for 60 minutes? Um, a lot of a lot of regen, you know, a lot of, a lot of rest going into this game. And, you know, like I said before, it's, this week is – more mental than, than physical preparation. It's we like it's we're built and we're we, we know what to do when we step on the football field. Whether we don't go over one play or not, we're gonna we're gonna play our football game. So it's all about our mental preparation, you know, knowing knowing our game plan and um <clears throat> studying studying our studying the coach for this for this short week. So uh, we got a lot of you know, a lot of presentations we got to put together um in short in a few days. So um this week is all about mental preparation. CJ, thanks for a couple of minutes as always, my friend. I know it's on a short week. It's difficult. But we always appreciate setting aside some time for us. And best of luck against the Colts on Thursday. Thank you. The chat. All right. That is that is CJ Mosley joining us here on Inside the Jets. More to do, presented by EY, building a better working world. And welcome back into Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Gross alongside Bart Scott. We thank CJ Mosley for spending some time with us. Another player making his return to that linebacking core for the New York Jets on Sunday. That was veteran Jared Davis making his season debut in the win over the Bengals. And after the game, he caught up with our team reporter, Ethan Greenberg. Here with Jets linebacker, Jared Davis. Jared, what a game to return to make your Jets debut in. Let's start with you. What was it like to be back for the first time this season? I mean, it was exciting, man. It just, it was, it was everything that, 
I remember football as, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's been a long road to get to this point. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of hard times before this season and just being able to really just arrive at whatever's in front of me and just being able to conquer it, you know what I'm saying? And just being able to respond to whatever challenge comes my way has been a theme for me the past, you know, past year, really. And uh, it's just been exciting to be able to come out here and just really be able to really just have this outlet on the field and be able to really play and express myself with my teammates, man. Defensively speaking, obviously, you don't want to give up 31 points. Yeah. But to close the door at the end there, yeah. what does that say about this group? I mean, it just says a lot about us. You know, we are constantly, every day, trying to establish our standard, man. Establish what we're going to be about. And coming out today just showed that the heart that we have. Now it's on us to hold ourselves accountable and, and keep ourselves to that level, to that standard, you know? It's gonna be a challenge every day because we, you know, a lot of us know what this has been here. I came from Detroit, I knew what that was there. And that's the biggest challenge, being able to hold yourself accountable and stick to that standard every day. Not only in, when, it, when it's game day, but in practice too. And you've seen a lot of football through your career in the NFL. What did you see from this young offense? And what did you see from Mike White in particular? I mean, Mike, man, I just, I love the, the confidence. I mean, I've seen so many backup quarterbacks come in the game, and, you know, they the game changes a little bit for the offense, but it seemed pretty open today. You know, Mike came out, practiced hard this week, prepared the guys, and he's like a big quote for us is just for the offense, it's just never to never flinch, and they never flinch, man. A couple turnovers here and there, cool. But as long as we got a blade of grass to defend, we're going to work. We're going to get the ball back to the offense, and we're going to have fun doing it, man. And that's what—that's another big thing, too. They looked like everybody just enjoyed the moments today. There were some ups and downs, but we knew in those moments when we were down, we needed to turn it back up, man. And just being able to come out here and just put our hearts on the line, bro, like, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. All right, Jared, let's wrap up with this. Being a veteran on this team, What's the next step for this group, and how do you make sure you guys don't ride this too high just like you don't ride the lows too low? Well, the big thing that we always talk about, we're starting to really talk about now, is this one play. This one play. You know, this was a game. This game is over. This play is behind us. Now we got the next play. And the next play is tonight, taking care of our bodies. We got to start being more. We got to start being. We got to promote being a veteran to everybody in that building. You got to take care of yourself. It's good to celebrate this win, but we know what's coming on Thursday. Thursday night game, we got to travel there. So we got to take care of our bodies tonight. We got to be smart. Everybody's got to get rest. Everybody's got to get a head start right now on Indy and get ready. We got to prepare ourselves as if we know that we're stepping into a win, not with just playing the next game. You know what I mean? So it's going to come with everything we do. Just really, you know, it's like everybody. It's like being a human being, man. You got to learn how to flip little things in order to get to the big prize, you know? So. Awesome. Jared, appreciate the time. Congratulations. Thank you all. Thank you all, man. You have a great evening. All right. Thanks a lot to Jared Davis. And Inside the Jets is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code GREEN for a special offer when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bart, you know, you look around the league. And what we saw yesterday, it, it was the day of the backup quarterbacks, right? <laughs> Not just Mike White like we had in our game. Trevor Cooper Simeon. Rush on Sunday Night Football. Trevor Simeon beats the Super Bowl champions down there at the Dome. I mean, starting quarterbacks, they dressed up as winning quarterbacks for needs Halloween, them. I guess. Who needs them? <laughs> Who needs them when you got a good backup? Like, listen, you have to tip your hat to these guys. You know, you talk about coming in in adverse situations. You talk about all the pressure that's on the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Kirk Cousins, again, 
you know, prime time can't get it done, falling short. And you really have to start figuring out or ask yourself, are there buyers or sellers? You know, the big trade deadline's coming up. It's going to be a lot of guys that's going to be put up for auction, so to speak. You, know, you think about, you know, Kyle Fuller, how many people really need, you know, cornerbacks in, in this day and age right now. And, you know, like, he's probably one of the prime and one of the best, you know, players out there. I understand that the Broncos got the win, but, you know, you think about, you know, they have Patrick Sertain, they have their, their, their cornerbacks. They can get it done without them. You know, and it's going to be interesting. Like, everybody's got to ask themselves, do we have enough? And how many teams are going to continue to push the chips into the middle of the table? That's that's really what the question is, right? Because now, like, with the news about Derrick Henry and potentially being out for the year, you know, this is a team that has aspirations. Where do you go to try and get that productivity? So can can Ryan Tannehill morph and become more of a passing quarterback, or can they find a steal? Do they have enough draft equity to go out and maybe call a team like Houston and say, you know, hey, Houston, you know, Miles Sanders is out, out there in Philadelphia, right? He's a guy. Now, none of these guys are Derrick Henry, but you got to try and go get some more firepower and try and do running back by committee. As you think about before yesterday, you would think that the Tennessee Titans had just as good a chance of winning a Super Bowl or representing AFC in the Super Bowl because of their unique way of how they run an offense and the way Derrick Henry is as anybody in the league. No, you're right about that. And look, I understand he's not a quarterback. He's a running back, but he means a heck of a lot to that team. And now it's going to be more pressure on that defense. It's going to be more pressure on Ryan Tannehill and those stable of receivers that he has when they're healthy to be able to guide this offense here. And, yeah. you know, let's see if they could get it done. But this was, I mean, Tennessee was shaping up. And look, they got the win yesterday, which makes it a little bit easier to digest. But moving forward now, we still got a long season. The complexity and the shape of that football team just changes dramatically if he's not going to be part of the mix. Yeah, I mean, listen, New Orleans takes down the champs. And it seems like they have, Sean Payton has Tom Brady's number. I understand that they beat him in the postseason, you know, but you think about, you know, three out of four to the Saints, and it looks impressive. You know, they have something on Tom Brady. They have something on, on Todd Bowles where they just get it done. You know, they bring in Mark Ingram to try and bring back that physicality, give Alvin Kamara a little break. But eventually Michael Thomas is going to come back, and you ask yourself, you know, will they make a trade for one of these quarterbacks? Understanding that James Winston, they can't go anywhere with Trevor Simeon. They understand that, you know, I, I know they have um, – I forget the uh, the other Taysom quarterback. Hill's, uh, Ta Taysom, Taysom Hill's – Taysom Hill coming back. Yeah. Yeah, but Taysom Hill, I don't know. Like, you, he, he excels more in his role. I mean, I don't know, man. It's interesting, right? We we just had a move for the for the for the Jets for Joe Flacco. I don't know if Joe Flacco's really uh settled in in his home, but like it's moves to be made, and Joe Flacco is another commodity as well. But also Gardner Minchu, Minchu Mania. Can you see Minchu Mania potentially in New Orleans? And can they get him up to snuff or can they get him up to speed? You know, we know he's a guy that's won some games. He has a little moxie. You know, it's gonna be interesting, man. That's what I'm excited for. Tuesday. Was it 12 o'clock? I don't know when it's over with, but Tuesday. It's going to be somebody that's going to make a, make a move. Remember what the Ravens did last year when they went and got – um. Oh, man, I, I just the chopped DB. up all the names. Huh? The DB, wasn't it? Or no, 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 no. no, um, no. The pass rusher from Minnesota. Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Right? They put push all their tips into the middle. And can, can Kansas City get back in, involved in it? Understanding that San Diego – well, San, I always say San Diego – the Los Angeles Chargers took a step back to the Patriots. Can the Patriots make a run at it now that Tennessee potentially could be bowling out and losing some much, you know, you know, important games? So this thing is wide open right now. And every team, there's a lot of teams that say, hey, I think we can still get her done. 
You know, the San, San Diego. See, you got me saying that. Chargers yeah, lost a lot of contagious. luster last couple of weeks, right? They go out to Baltimore. They get absolutely embarrassed into the bye. They come off the bye, and New England flies across the country and beats them yesterday. A couple of rough Justin Herbert outings. Brandon Staley doesn't look as much of a genius anymore there, too. And, and let me go back real quick to Tampa Bay, because I was all over that game once we finally got home from the stadium there. That was a lot of self-inflicted wounds from Tampa yesterday. They had over 100 yards in penalties. They really made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes and ended up contributing to them losing that football game. But those turnovers were trap coverages, understanding where Brady wants to go with the ball, playing tight man-to-man, you know, the safety coming off of his coverage, understanding they got him on two daggers, two little, like, drive routes from the third guy. So that's preparation. That's understanding conceptually what Tom Brady likes to do off certain formations. They got him twice. You don't get him twice. It's not, it's not, it's not happenstance. And Godwin not crossing the face. That, that safety was sitting on that route and jumped yep. it beautifully. And then, you know, Tom Brady, you know, still, you know, trying you think he would maybe make it come down to an onside type of situation? Nah, they just sacked him twice. They get up out of here, old man. It's past your bedtime. And then, like, you look at really the battle for Ohio this week because what happens is – Cleveland's fighting for their playoff lives. And I picked the Cleveland Browns not to make the playoffs, and everybody looked at me with the side eye. But if they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, right, this thing is opened up. And now this is a four-team race because the Bengals was winning the division. Now they're yep. tied with Baltimore. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have the Bears. You would think if they you know, are able to put you know, a lot of pressure on Justin Fields, they'll be right there at 5-3. and three. So everybody wants to bury the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they keep shaking that dirt off and patting it underneath their feet and being able to rise up out of that hole that they're in. So you talk about this, is going to, this season is going to be about a battle of attrition and who can keep their stars healthy. And you look at, you look at, 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 at Baker Mayfield, he's injured, right? You, you look with at one arm. Playing with one arm, right? And listen, you, it, will Odell Beckham be moved? We know Deshaun Jackson wants to be moved, right? So can, will, will Beckham be moved? And, like, what move would be the move that, you know, puts a team over the top? But right now, the most interesting battle right now is Cincinnati and Cleveland because one of these teams that have playoff aspirations, dreams are going to take a big hit when they face each other this week and they face each other again. So it's going to keep having those type of instances. That's why I love what the NFL has done in in the recent years, making sure that some of those final games of the season are all divisional foes, which can mean the difference between making the postseason, winning your division, losing your division, going on the road and all those things, et cetera, et cetera. Count for double. Absolutely. Get to MetLife Stadium this November to see your New York Jets host the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, November 14th, and the Miami Dolphins on Sunday, November 21st. Lock in your seats at nyjets.com slash tickets. So you got a good race going on in the AFC North, like you said there. Jets are going to be playing the AFC South once again. We know that they were successful earlier this season. They beat the Tennessee Titans. Now you're going to go take on an Indianapolis Colts team. Colts were involved in a 34-31 game yesterday, just like the Jets were, except they came out on the other end of it losing in overtime here. This is a very winnable game. I know it's a short week, and I know it's on the road, but the Jets could go into Indianapolis and beat the Colts on Thursday. Yeah, but listen, they got to understand that these guys just had a physical game. You know, I understand that the advantage usually goes to the home team because they don't have to travel, but if the Jets go in there, they can pounce on them early. Understand that, you know, Carson Wentz will throw you one. I know the Jets don't have a lot of interceptions, but he's made some bad decisions with the football. They're going to lean on the running game. And listen, this is that's the Jets' forte. That's, you know, this is strength versus strength. As you think about Taylor, you think about Hines, you think about Mack. 
T.Y. Hill was, was got dinged up. I think he probably won't be available in a short week. But they have to make sure that they take away Pittman just like they took away, you know, Javar Chase, make sure that they make him have to find different, you know, guys to go to. If you're going to lose, you're not going to lose because Pittman goes off. And you're not going to lose because you think Taylor's going to not, you know, go off. Understand what Taylor did to the Baltimore Ravens, 75 yards on a screen pass. He's a guy that's a big, powerful back, but he's probably one of the fastest guys in all the NFL, former track star. You know, they got to make sure that they keep him bottled up because if he gets loose, you're going to see the back of his jersey all the way as he makes a reservation for six and hits his head on the goalposts. We'll see if the Jets can make it two in a row. Bart, great job as always, my friend. We'll do it again next week. My pleasure. You like my two different scenic um, studios? I like love just, it. I just want to it. switch it up for you guys. It's variety. It's the variety. That's why you are who you are. Love it. Thanks to CJ Mosley for joining us as well. He's Bart Scott. I'm Dan Grasso. Thanks for listening to Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. So long, everybody. <laughs>